0: Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D here. Hey, if you're an NAI basketball fan, and obviously you are, if you're listening to this show, I want to tell you some of the things Cascade Hoops Talk offers. Obviously, you can get the the podcast anywhere podcasts are available, Cascade Hoops Talk. Go to Twitter at Cascade Hoop Talk. Also, go to Facebook at Cascade Hoops Talk. You can also get all the interviews on YouTube at Cascade Hoops Talk. And the YouTube platform, please subscribe Having that platform and the shows over there gives us some more flexibility down down the road if there's other things we'd like to do. Also, and this is very important, go to CascadeHoopsTalk.com, CascadeHoopsTalk.com, and once the season starts, every morning you can open that up and you can get all the game stories and NAI basketball news from the night before. It's tabbed by conference and top 25, So if you're just interested in, say, your conference and the top 25, click those tabs, see who won, what the stories were, uh, and that's available to you every day. Also, there's a place on the webpage where you can sign up for the newsletter and you don't have to sign in. It comes directly to your email. So here at Cascade Hoops Talk, we're here to be your NAI men's basketball news source. And please uh, go to our Twitter and let me know if there's Anything else you uh, would like to see or something different or something you'd like to see improved? I love hearing from you. Thanks. I hope you enjoy today's show. Hey, welcome back to Cascade Hoops Talk. Billy D here. Join us on Twitter, Cascade Hoops Talk. Also, check out the daily newspaper, CascadeHoopsTalk.com. That's where you can get your daily scores, uh, stories about all the games, as well as uh, any coaching or conference news. Today we have uh, Aaron Siebenthal, the head coach at Ottawa Braves. Coach Siebenthal in his sixth season as head coach of the Ottawa Braves after spending nine years as an assistant at Ottawa. The Braves are the reigning KCAC champions, and they're coming off a sweet 16 season. Coach Siebenthal has coached for K- coached a KCAC Player of the Year 19 KCAC All-Conference Performers, and three KCAC Defensive Team Selections. During his nine years as an assistant to Andy Carrier, Coach Siebenthal earned a strong reputation as an exceptional recruiter of exceptional talent. Welcome, uh, Coach Siebenthal. Is it really glad to have you on the show. Thank you for being on.
1: My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.
0: So, Coach, uh, you recently were uh, named the Kansas Basketball Coaches Association Four-Year College Coach of the Year. Uh, what an honor. Congratulations. Can you talk yeah. about that award, the association? You know, what does that mean to you as a coach, and what does it mean for Ottawa basketball?
1: No, I appreciate that. Um, you know, the Kansas Basketball Coaches Association is a uh, obviously a, a grassroots organization in Kansas – that really works hard to recognize, uh, you know, some coaches, but a lot of a lot of players with their all-state programs. And um, unfortunately, we weren't able to have the all-star game and the, the banquet, and everything that's associated with that that those awards for those players and the coaches. But um, it's a great organization, uh, for coaches run by coaches, and happy to be a part of that. And a uh, great honor for you know for me, my name's on the on the trophy and everything on the plaque. But I mean, it really is a, a, a own award for the culmination of a lot of people's hard work, not just mine, but obviously my assistant coaches, our players, uh, you know, all the way down to our administration, training staff, and everybody. So um, I, I think it, you know, it's special because it's with, you know, compared to all the four-year coaches across the state, uh, we have great coaches in our league. Um, then you get into the the D2s and the, the D1s and uh you know for us to get some recognition for our program i think it it says a lot about where our program is as a whole and and uh i'm just a a a small part and kind of the figurehead of that program but it's it was definitely a great honor
0: well yeah congratulations i uh you know i think you should be very be very very proud of that i think it speaks highly of of you as a coach but also as you say uh the program you have there at at ottawa so coach i you know i just want to uh kind of get, understand your background a little better. I know you, you uh, went to college at Kansas. One of the things that jumped out at me is you played on the, the women's scout team, you know, can you talk about that experience when you were in college and, you know, did it give you a better appreciation for the women's game? You know, what did you learn from it?
1: Yeah. Uh, it was a, a great experience, you know, I'm, I'm from Lawrence originally. And so um, kind of always planning to go to KU, um, had some connections with Roy Williams and his staff, um, just from going to school with his son. And, um, hope to play some JV there. And uh, they ended up getting rid of the JV program. And so I had some friends that, that were on the scout team. They called the Dream Team at KU. And, and uh, they they invited me to be a part of that program. And so it was a great experience. I got got paid a little bit. Uh, got some nice gear. Um, I mean, getting getting the opportunity just to play basketball in Allen Fieldhouse every day is, is a lot of fun. And, and uh, I knew I wanted to coach. Um, I think I was pretty realistic about my own abilities as far as a player, and so I knew um, coaching was, was more of a, an avenue I wanted to explore just because I love the game of basketball, and and so being with the women's team at KU really gave me an opportunity to, to see what coaching was about and kind of learn from the inside out. By my second year working with the scout team, I was taught the, the other team's plays, and then I would teach it to our scout team, so I kind of became a kind of extension of the coaching staff, and I mean, I can still tell you what Oklahoma State or Iowa state was running <laughs> in 1996 you know so it was a great experience um, um you know getting to go against those girls and and they were we were pretty good I think we went to the sweet 16 maybe my first or second year and so had some really good players and you know it doesn't matter if you're that level if you're male or female I mean it's competitive and they're gonna they're gonna knock you down and they're gonna foul you and they're, you know they're trying to get their their stuff accomplished and um, I was lucky enough to to be involved in that program under Marion Washington, who's a legendary coach and and learned a a lot from her and probably mostly just how to, how to treat people. And, and uh, um, you know, just kind of be humble in in what you have and what you're given, which she exemplified that every day. So um, I will tell you that I I did learn that I did not want to coach women's basketball um, (laughs) and kind of, I think the, 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 the universe, the karma of the universe got me because now I have two little girls. So I will, (laughs) I'll, I'll be coaching girls basketball at some point in my life, probably hopefully just not for a living. So, um, it was a great experience and really kind of shaped my views and on coaching. And, and, uh, like I said, there's nothing better than than playing basketball in Allen Fieldhouse.
0: So, uh, while you were, while you were, uh, playing on that scout team, uh, you also kind of, that's when you started your foray into coaching. Uh, you'd coached, uh, AAU youth, uh, you coached the, the Kansas Kings and then, Mm -hmm. uh, in 2000, I'm assuming that's when you graduated, uh, you went over to Lawrence High School and you were an assistant uh, and spent some time there. Talk about your high school and uh, coaching youth, talk about those experiences and what you learned from them.
1: Yeah, um, so from from 18 on, really when I started college, I was involved in refereeing biddy basketball and coaching youth youth sports and kind of got connected with some people. Um, and, and the Kansas Kings ended up being a pretty, pretty good, pretty salty AAU team, um, Gary Woodland, if you know anything about golf was on our team um and so i I tell people all the time that i taught gary everything he knows about basketball that's why he's (laughs) a a professional golfer um so we had we had a really nice nice team and that kind of gave me some connections and then um, i went to lawrence high so that was my my alma mater and and uh chris davis got the uh the job at lawrence high and interviewed me didn't really know him very well and i can i was probably more nervous for that interview than i've been for anything in my life and um, he, he luckily saw through the nerves and realized that the nerves because I wanted the job that bad. So I, he took me on his staff and I, I coached there for, for six years as his assistant, either as the varsity assistant or the junior varsity head coach. And, and, uh, he, he taught me a ton. He was very innovative, willing to try anything. Uh, we ran the Grinnell system for a year and, and, uh, had a heck of a time and a lot of fun. Um, he and I are still really good friends to this day and, and, uh, um if it wasn't for working at Lawrence High, I definitely would have never got the the job here at Ottawa because uh made some connections with the Ottawa assistant coach at the time who I replaced and he worked some camps for us and recruited some of our players and and that connection is really what led me here to ottawa
0: so ta- so coach, talk about that transition from Lawrence to uh, joining Andy carrier over there at uh, Ottawa
1: yeah, um so Pete van Mullen was the uh, assistant for for coach carrier and and uh, he, he moved on and, and coach carrier's kind of rule is if you come onto his staff and then leave, then that's fine, but you got to help find your replacement. And so, uh, Pete, like I said, Pete and I had connection just through him recruiting our players and working some camps together. And, uh, so I came in and interviewed with coach carrier and, and, uh, ended up being here hired as the, the head assistant. And, uh, I, my first few years I made $8,600. So I was <laughs> the head, the head assistant making a lot of money and, and, uh, but I'll tell you what I was I was thrilled and and just as excited about it now as I was then and I can remember being you know still pretty young and going around showing people my business cards and thought I was pretty hot stuff and um you know when I was at Lawrence High I had my hands in really about everything and and did a lot and called a lot of plays and really you know felt like I really contributed a lot and when I got here with Coach Carrier um you know he'd been here for 20 years or 15 16 years by that time and. And the uh, first couple of days of practice, I wasn't doing a whole lot. And so my role was the recruiting coordinator. And, and so what I decided was I'm going to help this program by I'm going to be out on the road all the time. And I'm going to go find us, you know, good players and, and players to help us win championships. And uh, we had a really good core when I got here and uh, felt like I brought in some good pieces to go with that. And then my second and third year, we ended up winning uh winning the conference at the conference tournament and going to the sweet 16th national tournament. And I thought, man, this is pretty easy. You know, i have <laughs> been here, been here three years. and We've been to the national tournament twice and boy was, was I mistaken. It's uh, kind of maybe took some of that for granted. Um, and so working under coach carrier was, was amazing. Um, worked for him for nine years and, and uh, just learned a ton, uh, learned a lot about defense. I, I've kind of always been looked at as an offensive guy, I think, and learned a ton about defense, but again, Um, you know, I look back at the people that have really inspired me and motivated me in coaching. I mean, you know, you go back to Marion, Washington, Chris Davis, at Lawrence high and then coach carrier here at Ottawa. And just what I've learned from all those people is how to treat people. Um, you know, and I think that's a bigger part of coaching than X's and O's is. And so I'm not perfect about it, but I I try and treat people the right way. And, and, uh, um, you know, very honest with them. So working for coach was amazing. And, and, uh, you know, when he decided to retire after 25 years, I kind of had to um fighting and scratch a little bit to get the job and uh but I'm glad I did and, and here I am you know starting my 6th year as a head coach
0: well that's an amazing story I want uh when we start when we get to this year's team I want to talk to you a little bit about more about the recruiting that uh that seemed huh. to be the that seemed to be uh the skill set that that got you noticed um let's talk a little bit about last year though last okay. year was a a good a very good season for Ottawa uh, you won the conference championship, at, as you and I mentioned a minute ago. You, you lost to Oklahoma Wesleyan in the final for the tournament champion. Oklahoma Wesleyan's a great team. But, uh, so you headed off to Nationals, and you played that Thursday morning game against Concordia. And I'm going to remind the world one more time that I chose Concordia over Ottawa. Everybody at Ottawa, by the way, was uh, fantastic about it and realized it was... A, I honestly thought Concordia, but... Uh, yeah.
1: Well, they did for about 38 and a half minutes. They
0: were great. But that talk about that in the, I'm not even going to say the second half, the last 10 minutes of the game, you guys seemed to have another gear, especially defensively. You really cranked it up defensively. Uh, And then uh, you clawed your way back. You really took control of the game. Was that a a conscious effort to come back through defense? You know, did you say anything special to the guys? Because there was a kind of a change. There was a click at about 10 minutes to go.
1: Yeah, we went uh, – we ended up going small, I think, just under 10, maybe closer to eight minutes. We went small um, and and started pressing. And so it was a definite uh, change we made out of a timeout. And I think our our thinking as the coaching staff was it's better to try and press and get back in the game earlier than later and, and you know, not just, just run out of time. So – yeah, we, we went small, um, you know, for, for a while. Jackson Mallory, who's our starting point guard, was playing the five spot in our offense. Um, that's actually not the first time in a, in the season he went from point guard to, to five man. Um, so we went small, impressed, and, you know, we played nine guys every game. That was our rotation. And I think you add that rotation of of nine guys, not only are they, you know, as fresh as you can be at the end of a season, but but also just rotating those guys in and out. Um, and, re- and really trusting those nine guys each each one of those players at some point during the year led us in scoring as well so you know it's while you know Daryl Bowie and Ryan Haskins and Jaquan Daniels and those guys kind of get the 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 most notoriety and, and rightfully so those are three really good players you know we had everybody in our team can score the ball and, and that was really kind of fun part about our team is most of the time the guy who was shooting the ball was shooting the open shot because the ball found him and uh so but, no, we, we really wanted to try and get back with our pressing and, and try and maybe out athletic, athletically, you know, take care of them if we need to. And I think that's what we did. And um, lucky for us, we started it soon enough. And lucky for us, they let us finish the game. So, I yeah um, I was told that the women's tournament, they walked on the court and just canceled the game in the oh middle my, of the game. Oh, my goodness. um But I was also told by the Concordia coaches, I saw them in a recruiting event, that – if the game would have gone to overtime, they would have canceled the game and ended it a tie. So, oh I guess goodness. I'm 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 happy that the NAI and the Redcoats let us finish our season um, as much as they could. And and uh, you know we we're in talks right now to actually to play Concordia again this year if it works out in, in both both team schedules, which I think will be a lot of fun.
0: Oh, that would be amazing. So you know, Coach, we can't leave that without you talking about that. That uh, you know, Daryl Bowie really did a fantastic job bringing you guys. I know it was the whole team, but he he really he's a fantastic player. He really played well toward the end, but you yep. ran, you ran that last play and you ran it for Haskins in the corner. And I mean, mm-hmm. I'll never forget that shot. And uh, <laughs> I told you before we started, I think that's the most replayed uh, college uh, play of the, the year. I see it on Twitter constantly popping up. You got know, to talk about that play.
1: Sure. Uh, well, I also want to tell you that, you know, Jaquan Daniels uh, was huge in our comeback. I think he ended up shooting 90, 92% from the field for that game. Cause he lived at the rim. So I'd be remiss if I didn't mention him, but um, you know, we, we call timeout and uh, you know, we're down two. and I just looked at my assistant and said, let's just go for the win. Let's just, let's just go for it. Um, you know, again, Jaquan's a great player. Daryl Darrell Bowie's is a great player, but Ryan Haskins was the heart and soul of our team. That He told me this after the game, but, um in in his four-year career at the at the junior college and then here at ottawa that he never had a game where he didn't make a three and he Mm hadn't made a three in that game until then um and so we just it's just a a play we practiced every single day and i tell our guys we we keep it in our back pocket we're not going to use it unless we need it for a situation like that and uh you know we had guys in different positions um jackson mallory is supposed to be the one in that but daryl was the one we had guys kind of all over the place and and uh you know, Darryl obviously got a lot of attention when he drove the ball and people kind of collapsed, and we had a, a hammer screen on the other side for, for Haskins, and he was kind of open. wasn't a great screen, but he was open enough and knocked it down. And Mallory gets a screen, finds Bowie. Baseline in the corner. Three ball on the way is up and good by Haskins. Off the bench, delivers a cold-blooded three. Ryan Haskins puts his team up by one with 15 seconds to go what a shot and we get a, a big defensive stop um they foul us daryl makes the free throws for the last points ever in the d2 tournament and then we get another steal after that and that's the ball game
0: yeah it was an amazing finish uh it was a it, just an amazing finish of, <clears throat> it was it was such a high and then a low like you say they walked <laughs> onto the court and ended that game and but at least you got to play that game
1: Yep. you know yeah lo- there's de- there's definitely teams that, you know, didn't get to even play. There was two teams I can't remember. Well I can look at I think Alavet, Nazarene and maybe Lincoln or somebody was warming up right after us. I can't remember who was after us, but they were warming up and you know, so there's teams that didn't even get a chance to play and, and um you know it's hard when you win because you feel like you could do more. But yeah, we went in the locker room and celebrated and I came out to go do my radio show and they stopped me and I had to walk right back in the locker room and, and break those guys' hearts, especially our five seniors and it was it was tough but Obviously, looking back on it, hindsight being what it is, it's probably the right decision, but it um, doesn't make it any easier.
0: No. Nope. You know, talk about those seniors. You just mentioned them. Uh, obviously, uh, Daryl Bowie. And if you don't know his story, folks, you got to listen to it. Go back, listen to his podcast. Uh, KCAC player of the year last year came off the bench. But what is amazing to me is, you know, th- this guy couldn't get on the court in junior college. And he he came to Ottawa and he worked so hard, he ended up being the KCAC player of the year. Ryan Haskins, you mentioned him, but just talk about your senior class that graduated.
1: Sure, you know, um, Daryl has a great story. It is a great story, and and I think what he also mentioned is is in his interview with you is he worked hard and everything, but he he made a change of his attitude, and that's what got him on the court his junior year for us. Um, his his demeanor changed, his disposition changed at practice, and when he did that, I mean he he's very talented. So when he did that, it was go time for him and I think he scored 30 against Oklahoma Wesleyan when they were number one in the nation and that was kind of his coming out party so mm-hmm. um, Daryl's a great story I already mentioned Ryan's the uh, uh, Daryl's Darryl is preparing to play overseas I think he's got some interest and in, in we're looking forward to that and then Ryan Haskins uh, heart and soul of our team for sure he's a uh, student teaching right now and coaching some high school and middle school football and basketball and he's going to be a great educator and coach and um, you know a guy who doesn't get talked about a lot is uh matt balday who started for us at three every game all year and matt was just a glue guy and energy guy and, and just brought it every single day and and uh our motto is energy effort and enthusiasm and, and that was matt to a, to a t that's what he was he was good at and known for and then um you know the two other three other guys to mention kyle patrick who kind of backed up uh mason mcdowell started at the beginning of the year but uh backed up mason and just gave us a great outside presence great passer um, ultimate team guy. I mean, whatever we needed, he did. And then um, two of my seniors that didn't get to play much, but were huge parts of our team just in what they brought every day to practice. And and uh, that's Kobe Meade and Eli Ponce, um, just great guys. And so uh, it, it's a tough group to lose, you know, And, and uh, but what they've done more than anything besides the winning is they've really established our culture here and, and the returners that we have are, are ready to kind of uphold that culture and, and see what we can get done this year.
0: And this year, as you say, is just around the corner. I think in less than two weeks you begin scrimmaging. Uh, you did definitely lose some some talent, uh, some guys that brought some great success to Ottawa. Uh, but you bring back a couple starters, uh, Daniels and and Malloy. Um, you bring Mallory. back. I'm sorry, Mallory. That's uh, all right. Uh, Mason McDowell, Andre Jackson, Joe Johnson the uh, third. You know, talk about this group you have returning.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, start with Jackson Mallory. He's been a uh, starting point guard since he was a sophomore and Played played uh, varsity as a freshman. Um, he's, I've known him since he was in fourth grade uh, when I was the assistant coach at Lawrence High. His mom was a head girls coach. And so just good friends with the family. And, and he, he's really what makes our team go this year. Um, and, and simply what he does for us is he he just knows his role. He passes the ball. He gets it to the right people. Um, he's not hunting shots and he, he's the kind of point guard that I want. You know, he's going to defer to other people when we need him to score. He can, but he knows that's not his role. His role is to get everybody in the right place and get everyone else involved. Um, so having him back and with all that experience is great. Um, another four year guy is Mason McDowell, uh, Mason, extremely, extremely talented six, um, eight can shoot the three. He was eighth in the league in assists last year from the five spot in our offense. So it mm. uh, kind of tells you how skilled he can be. Um, and then, Really, our other guys, um, Joe Johnson the third. Joe had big games for us last year. Like I said, everybody, everybody less than scoring at some point last year. And, and I really look for Joe to kind of uh, pick up where Ryan Haskins left off. I think he can have that kind of year uh, as far as shooting the ball. Really good defensively. Um, look for big things from Joe. He works his tail off. Then we have uh, Andre Jackson. You know, Andre came off the bench for us last year, but he he, he was really good. Um, he's a big guard that can post up when we need him to. He was also the KCAC Offensive Player of the Week last year coming off the bench, and so we look for big things from from, from Andre. And then Jaquan Daniels kind of rounds out that group. Um, you know, was really a big part of our success last year and, and huge when our comeback was on the all-defensive team, second-team all-conference, and, and really athletic, can do a lot of things, but, uh, um, you know, we're kind of – count on him a lot and play a lot of minutes so he needs to stay healthy and stay out of foul trouble um so we like that group we got coming back and got some good new additions and, um think we can you know make some noise again next year or this year excuse me
0: okay so let's talk about those recruits now when when you as i mentioned when you first uh went over to ottawa you you got the i'm trying to find out what it was called it was a uh recor- recruiting coordinator and mm-hmm. uh you really earned a, a reputation to uh of bringing in fine talent and you know how did was that something that came easy to you was it a natural thing to you uh why do you think yeah. you're such a good recruiter
1: i i think I'm, I'm a pretty personable guy i think i'm i'm confident in going up and introducing myself and talking to strangers and getting to know them and and trying to decide if if we're a good fit for each other so um but like i said with with coach carrier he you know he was doing a lot he was you know very in control of what his teams were doing in practice and games and so for me I just felt like the way I can contribute you know my first couple of years until he really gets to trust me and get to know me um, and rightfully so is is to be out on the road recruiting and so I I was just on the road a ton um, you know and you'll hear coaches talk about oh it's such a grind and do that. I mean is it really that hard I mean I'm watching I'm watching high school and junior college basketball for a living it can't be that hard I mean there's <laughs> people in a lot more difficult jobs than that. So um, I just enjoyed it. I, I I don't mind driving. I don't, you know, and I, like I said, I just love basketball. So being and seeing new things and, um, you know, just going recruiting was fun for me. And, you know, oftentimes I'd go wa- go to watch a certain kid and then I'm sitting in the stands and talking to other coaches. And then I find out about two or three more kids from those coaches. So, mm-hmm. you know, recruiting isn't just – you know, going and watching one or two kids recruiting is, you know, just the networking of meeting new coaches and, and some of my best friends in the, in the coaching business are people that I've recruited against people. I've recruited their players off of junior colleges. And, and so um, I, I think, I think it came natural and it came from my, my desire to want to help our program when I first got here. And, and that was the, the best the most efficient way for me to do that. So, um, you know, I don't, as the head coach, I'm obviously more focused on the, the current team we have, but, we're always recruiting. I don't get out as much, but I have an incredible staff that I trust very much, and um, they do a great job of getting out, and, and they kind of funnel the, the top guys to me, and then I try and seal the deal, and it's uh, it's worked well, and we hope it'll continue.
0: You've had a pretty good pipeline with uh, Highland Community College. Is that is that a, a relationship that you've had for a while? You've got a lot of good players out of there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, their assistant coach, John Oler, um, who used to be the, the head coach at KCK, um, when I was in high school at Lawrence High, he was uh, an assistant coach and helped out. And so we just kind of developed a relationship there. And, and uh, you know, then I recruited some of his guys when he was at K- Kansas City, Kansas Community College. And and now with him being the assistant at Highland, I mean, he, he's, he, you know, definitely helped us in that. And Coach Cole, the head coach there, is, is great. And, you know, there's they're the kind of guys that they want their players to go on and play at the, the best level for them. They're not caught up on sending everybody d1 or d2 they want guys that are going to go play at a level where they can fit in and and have a good career you know and i look at our three highland guys and you know and ryan haskins and jaquan daniels and andre jackson and i i honestly believe those guys are good enough to play at a higher level um but would the experience be the same would they have as much playing time as much fun probably not so um it's nice to recruit from programs where they want the best for their guys moving forward not just what kind of looks looks flashy uh, on paper or on, on the internet
0: so this season you you brought many players in i think you quite a few i don't know the exact yes. number but uh
1: <laughs> i don't either
0: uh can you talk a little bit about this year's recruiting class how you feel about it uh you think you got any diamonds in the rough there
1: yeah for sure um you know the, the two that stick out right away that i know are going to play and play a lot for us are uh, perry carroll perry is a uh uh, Ottawa product, uh, um, Ottawa Kansas product, and he went to Allen County Community College um, in the Jayhawk Conference here, and, and was their leading scorer and, and all-conference guy. And he went to uh, Fort Hayes in D2 last year, and, and uh, played some, had some success. Just wasn't probably the right fit for him as far as their their style of offense. And, and uh, again, a, a guy that I recruited is um, as their assistant coach, and, and called me up and said, hey, I think. Perry's going to transfer, and you guys have some interest, and we were definitely interested and excited to get Perry. Uh, wish we had him for more than one year, but he's going to he's going to add something definitely to our team. I think I kind of tell people he's he's kind of a type of guard that's in between a, a Daryl Bowie and a, a Jackson Mallory as far as you know passing the ball and scoring the ball. So I think he can do a lot for our team. Um, and then the next one is Ian Moore, Ian's a another junior college transfer. He's from uh, Northern Ar- Arkansas Community College, and uh, he he's a scorer shoots a lot of threes um for just a point of reference ryan haskins made 82 threes last year in our games um ian made 92 threes and played in one less game wow. so but he's he's he can definitely shoot the three but he can score it too he's good um you know good with the ball good off the bounce so we like we like those guys and then um probably my next guy is uh, john long He's a one-year guy out of Pratt Community College that I recruited out of high school, and he went and played at Pratt and had some success. He's a lefty, kind of sneaky athletic that can really shoot it. Um, and then I got a, a whole bunch of freshmen that I'm really excited about, um, but we've only had two practices, and so I don't really know which one of them are going mm-hmm. to step up and, and play a lot for us. We, uh, a lot of our size is actually in our freshman class. We kind of recruited some young size deliberately. And so uh, some of these young guys, especially the bigger ones, are definitely going to have to play a little bit for us. So we'll see who, uh, you know, who kind of comes out from the, the pile when we get ready to play.
0: So Coach Siebenthal, that KCAC is not going to get any easier. Last I looked, <laughs> Oklahoma Wesleyan's still there. Tabor's still there. I mean, the whole up and down. Everybody, it, It's a tough conference. Uh, so you're retooling a bit this year. You lost the, the player of the year. You lost some uh, guys who are, as you said, glue guys. You know what's it going to take for, for Ottawa to continue to to do well in the KCAC this this season? What do, what do you think your keys are?
1: Yeah, you know I think for me, you know I don't think we're going to be quite as deep. I don't think we're going to be nine deep. I think we're going to be seven or eight deep. Um, size wise, we're going to be smaller than we were last year, and we weren't very big last year. So um, for us, we got to stay healthy. You know that's that's a thing where last year we've had a, an injury here or there. We could probably overcome it, but. This year we're gonna to have to mm-hmm. stay healthy, um, you know, and we and we we gotta kind of stay flexible and positive. I mean this is crazy. We're coming out of a, a two week quarantine, and you know I mean, it's just it's gonna be one of those years, kind of the, the you know only the strong will survive, and so we gotta be mentally tough. Mm-hmm. And if a game gets postponed or rescheduled or whatever, we're gonna to have to just understand that's the way it is, you know, for now. And, and you know I think that's gonna that's gonna play a toll on teams in college basketball this year just as much as anything else i believe yeah. so and it's it's hard to do as a coach too you got to kind of put on that face of hey man it doesn't matter what they throw at us when we play we got to be ready and um so i think those are my concerns um, my concern with my team always too on the court is we're small uh rebounding is always an issue we actually try and combat that with the fact that we play really fast and if you crash the offensive glass very hard and don't get the rebound we're probably laying it up on the other end so that's kind of our how we combat that. But um, you know, I, I, I'm confident the group we have back will, will uphold our culture and kind of what we believe in and how we play. And I really like our new guys and how they're fitting in. So um, it, it's definitely going to be a crazy year. And the KCAC is going to be super tough. I mean, it just gets harder and harder every year. The, the level of basketball and athleticism in our conference the last five, six, seven years has just gone through the roof. And I assume it's just going to keep getting more and more intense. So, um, but we're ready to play whenever they tell us. And we're excited about it. And it should be a, an interesting year.
0: Yeah. You know, you talked about the, you know, the, the level of play I've mentioned several times. I've, I've seen it in my lifetime, just kind of explode. I've always attributed it to the NC two, a division three flight that happened 15, 20 Mm -hmm. years ago. I think that did away with a lot of scholarships that had been out there. Uh, but now with the single division NAI, uh, we're not quite sure how that's going to affect everything, but it's definitely going to make it more competitive. You know, for example, here at the end of the month, you're playing Baker, uh, mm-hmm. so uh, a a team that you might just play in a in a preseason game, but now you may end up facing them down the road in a in a postseason tournament. Uh, so right. it's, it's really going to it's really going to change the the le- the uh, landscape for everybody.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that the one division. I mean, I'll be quite honest. I obviously wasn't in favor of it. Um, you know, being able to go to, to Sioux Falls and, and play up there in the Pentagon was an amazing experience. And, and uh, you know, just taking the, the final eight teams or whatever to Kansas City just isn't going to be the same. Yeah, so, exactly, um, y- you know, it is what it is. We got to do what we can. I think, uh, I think you'll still see a, a pretty obvious split between the former D1s and the former D2s. I mean, there's, there's a reason that each was in that respective division. So, Um, but I I do think that that division is not as big as it was maybe five or six years ago. I think, um, you know, the scholarship limits were changed a little bit, so it'll, it'll definitely be interesting. I think, um, I'd be, I'd be really surprised the first few years if a, a D2 team makes it to the final four, but who knows? I mean, basketball is a great game. And, um, at the end of the day, you put guys out there that can play and, and you kind of roll it out and see what happens.
0: Well, it'll be interesting. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people, including myself, are going to join you in missing that 32-game tournament. Uh, it was quite an event, and, I, boy, I look forward to it every year. It's very sad for me to see that go away. I think that that's one of the things in my mind that built such a strong community uh, amongst all the teams and fans and staffs. But, you know, the world changes, and we'll change with it.
1: Yep, for sure.
0: Well, Coach, I really appreciate you taking the time and uh coming on the show and I want to wish you uh best of luck this season and uh, you only got a little bit of time to to get ready before your first scrimmage so you better go back to work
1: yeah well i i can't tell you how much i appreciate you having us on and and uh just appreciate everything you do for for nai and small college basketball and you know we'll, we'll be forever indebted to you guys and we'll uh keep following along and, and interacting on twitter and having a good time with it so i appreciate you
0: Thank you, coach. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. All right. Take care.